Welcome back to the Health Call Radio Hour. If you've got a question, you don't have to give blood to get the answer. Just drop us a line on the Health Call website at healthcall.live. That's healthcall.live. Or message us on the Health Call Facebook page. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent Lee Kelso. Something is going wrong with heart health in America. We've gotten a lot better at helping people survive and recover from heart attack and stroke, but preventing them from happening in the first place? Well, that's a different story. Today, let's spend a few minutes looking at a simple, painless, inexpensive test that can identify people at high risk for a cardiac event. But it's a test your doctor may not know much about and probably doesn't offer. It's called CIMT. Carotid intima media thickness. It's a fancy name, but a simple sonogram of the big arteries in your neck is what we're talking about. They use sound waves to reveal whether the most dangerous forms of cholesterol deposits have formed under the thin lining of your arteries and is ready to rupture, triggering blood clots that travel to the heart and brain. If you have a family history of heart disease, cardiologist Eric Golder from the Heart Attack and Stroke Prevention Center of Central Ohio says it's worth knowing about this and knowing whether you have that most dangerous form of this plaque. Because he says doctors following standard of care medicine today, they treat it only too late in the game after it's tried to kill you. What standard of care cardiology does not do very well is look to actually see if you've got arterial disease. They're going to wait until you have problems, and then they're going to say, well, let's do a stress test on you. And if your stress test is abnormal, then you're going to go on and get a heart cath and maybe, you know, standard bypass. If your stress test is normal, you're going to get a pat on the back and send on your way and say you're doing fine. And the problem with that is the blockage has got to be 65 to 70% before it's blocking the flow of the fluid, blood in this case, enough to cause the blood flow to, enough to cause your stress test to be positive. So if you've got a milder blockage, if the flow, and you know this from using a garden hose, if you cover up the opening of the hose, when you, you've got to cover that opening two thirds or three fourths before the flow decreases, the water accelerates across your thumb and shoots out way far, right? And so that's the same thing with a stress test. If you've got a less than 65% blockage, the flow is going to be normal and you're going to get that pat on the back and you can come in the next day and have that heart attack. And that's why we've all heard stories of people, oh, I just had a heart attack. I just had a stress test, you know, two months ago it was fine and they dropped dead the next day. So what we want to do then is identify a do I have plaque and B, what's its condition? So my understanding is if, if this plaque is calcified, it's not so much of a risk. So what does that mean? When we look for plaque, we do something called a carotid intimate media thickness scan. It's an ultrasound scan of the carotid arteries on either side of your neck. And we're gonna actually look at the wall of the artery and see if there's evidence of arterial disease. Is the lining in the artery and the common carotid arteries that comes up your neck, is it, is it thicker than it should be, which means you've got cholesterol and inflammation building up? Do you have any plaque? The definition of plaque is a 1.3 millimeter area of thickening. And then if you've got plaque, what's the quality of that plaque? So that is the CIMT. That's the ultrasound yeah. that, that you did on me and, and on a friend to take a right. look at what's, what's there. And if it's, if it's in my neck, then I'm assuming it's everywhere? 
So if we find it in your neck, most likely it's in your coronaries as well and possibly in your abdominal aorta down to your legs causing peripheral vascular disease, that sort of stuff. But if we if we don't find it in your neck and we're really concerned about you and you say, hey, I really want to know, I've got this family history, dad died at 45 with a heart attack, what's my risk? I said, well, let's look elsewhere. We'll look in the femoral arteries. We'll look in the in the abdominal aorta and we'll do a maybe even a coronary artery calcium score on you. That's another non-invasive test. The coronary artery calcium score is a uh, CT scan of the chest looking to see if there's calcification in the coronary arteries. If there is, that says you've got arterial disease and we need to do something about it. What is that not telling me? And so what they're going to tell you is we may see some plaque, but we don't get, we're not going to tell you the nature of the plaque, but we know that the flow through the artery is fine. Don't worry about it. They're going to look at your abdominal aorta. And the most important thing down there is do you have um, an enlargement of the aorta down in your abdomen, which says you've got an aneurysm, which can expand further and finally rupture and cause it be life-threatening. So that, that's, a, that's a good service. It's nice to know if you've got arterial disease or not. But then the question is, what do you do about that information? You know, they're going to say, well, you need to be on a, a statin and your and your um, you know a cholesterol medication, maybe something for your blood pressure. That's about as far as we go in in standard of care medicine about trying to prevent you from having trouble. Okay, but this the CIMT test that you did on me, taking a look at my artery, that that gives me a whole different picture, right? So you're okay. looking at the state of that plaque. It tells me, do you have plaque? Okay, number one, do you have arterial disease? Because if you do, then we want to know, is there inflammation ongoing? And if there's inflammation ongoing, we want to know what's causing it. Because if we find all the sources of inflammation, and there's a lot of them, it's things like, you know, obstructive sleep apnea, low vitamin D, insulin resistance, diabetes. If we figure out what's driving your inflammation, treat all those things optimally, and we've got six or eight good inflammatory markers that we follow routinely on our patients, we, get, we can say, okay, the inflammation's turned off. We're going to do your CIMT in a year and start to watch things heal. That lining is going to start to thin out a little bit, go back down towards normal. The plaque is going to shrink down a little bit maybe, but mostly it's going to develop more and more calcification and become more and more stable. Got and it. that's a several year process. So you're doing a bunch of blood work to kind of identify what is my risk factor. And then also as I move through and try to correct things, how much progress am I making? That's right. That's so right. how often am I going to have these blood tests? So our patients are getting the blood work done quarterly and we're keeping an eye on their lipids and, and the inflammatory markers we're looking for. If, they're, if they have insulin resistance, we're trying to get that under control, make sure their A1C and their fasting blood sugar is getting better, as well as maybe a fasting insulin level and perhaps a repeat glucose tolerance test at a year and make sure that we're getting that under control. Insulin resistance is a really common problem in our country. Mm -hmm. um, the CDC did a report about five or six years ago. They said of the 335 million people in this country, 28 and a half million people have diabetes. 90% of them know it. 10%, they're going to find it out pretty soon. Um, there's another um, 100 to 150 million people in this country who have, who are insulin resistant. A third to a half of the country is insulin resistant and 90% of them don't know it. And you don't have to, you know, typically if you would have asked me 20 years ago, what does somebody look like who's insulin resistant? I said, well, they're overweight. Okay, but that's not true. There's a lot of people in this world who are normal weight and they're insulin resistant. 
And insulin resistance means that your body is producing insulin that's not working as efficiently as it should. So it keeps your pancreas keeps producing more insulin, trying to get your blood sugar down, um, driving that sugar into mu skeletal muscle cells and internal organs like the liver. So we can use that sugar for, to make energy for ourselves. But that insulin is not doing the job. And so it makes more insulin and more insulin. And so insulin resistance is a state of having um, too much insulin in the blood. And insulin is a is inflammatory. It's a fat fertilizer and a plaque fertilizer. Yeah, I've I've heard that referred to as a miracle grow for all bad things. Oh my God, body. that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so let's talk about the the therapy, the treatment. You're going to get my inflammation processes under control. So mm -hmm. that means cleaning up lifestyle. Uh, if I've got bad diet and other health habits, you want to work on that. Correct. Um, what's after that? So first of all, that lifestyle piece is extremely important. That that They've done big studies and shown that if we've got people who have five major points of lifestyle under control, eating a proper diet, lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, less red meat, more fish, that sort of thing, um, exercising uh, routinely, getting that 150 minutes of exercise, of moderate exercise a weekend, not smoking, um, keeping their weight down, waist size in a man under 37 and a half inches. Um, if, if we do all those things, we can prevent, compared to people who are doing none of those, we can prevent 90% of the heart attacks that occur. 90 percent just by lifestyle wow. i mean imagine what we could do in this country with all the money we spend on taking care of people who have heart attacks and strokes if 90 percent of them went away dr Golder ran through that list of lifestyle changes pretty quickly there so i'll link it up on the show notes and also on the health call website i'll put the list out there for you a 90 percent risk reduction man that's significant so when we come back, more from this cardiologist on a mission to help you repair your damaged arteries and avoid an early death from heart disease. Stay with us here on the Health Call Radio Hour on WoWo. This is the Health Call Radio Hour, where treatments are always free, the stethoscope is never cold, and you don't have to wear an exam gown. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. If you're just joining us, we're talking with a cardiologist who says knowing whether your arteries are hiding a ticking time bomb of cholesterol plaque, well, that's key to avoiding heart attack and stroke. He uses ultrasound to look inside the big arteries of your neck and learn whether cholesterol just beneath the lining of these vessels is stable or whether it's inflamed and at risk of sparking potentially deadly blood clots. When Dr. Eric Golder finds cholesterol plaque deposits, he guides you through diet and other changes to reverse arterial disease. So what happens if that's just not enough? And we do all those things. We say, okay, you're still not quite there with your insulin resistance and your cholesterol and all that stuff. So, okay. And then we're going to say, okay, we need to use some medications and or some supplements to get all this under control. I typically, you know, if your blood pressure's up, I'm going to get that down. Okay. We want that. We want the, the new normal for your blood pressure is under 120 over 80. Right. So we want your blood pressure down that 135 over 90 and your doctor pats you on the back and says, we'll see what you're doing next time. That doesn't fly anymore. 
We want to get your blood pressure down. We want to get your lipids down uh, to target levels. And our lipid levels are a little bit more aggressive than standard of care, especially if I now know that you've got plaque. So if you've got plaque, now you've got arterial disease. Now my target for your LDL cholesterol is not 100, but now it's 70 or less. And in Europe, it's even lower than that. So so the statins are going to be a part of my life, I'm assuming. Is that correct? So maybe. Because if you don't have inflammation going on, I'm going to say, okay, we don't have to worry about the inflammation so much, which is what the statins really do. The statins are the most potent anti-inflammatory I've got for the arterial wall. So if you've got mildly elevated cholesterol and you've got no inflammation, we're going to work on diet and exercise and maybe put you on something else to get your lipids, your cholesterol down. The cholesterol problem is probably the easiest thing we take care of. If I go to my doctor, my cardiologist, my, my general practitioner, and say, look, I'm, I heard this guy on the radio and I'm concerned and, and want to know more. What are they going to say to me? Some of them don't know anything about this. Some of them say, oh, yeah, I've heard about that test, that CIMT, but we don't do it. Um, Why don't they do it? What's what's the holdup here? It's, it wasn't difficult. It wasn't painful. It, it, you know, it's it took a 20-minute ultrasound scan, no pain. Yeah. No, you don't have to take yeah. anything off. I, I think there's a couple of problems. I think that and it's been around for like 25 years. It's been approved by the American Heart Association, and yet insurance doesn't pay for it. And insurance doesn't pay for it, I think, because there's some disagreement in the literature as to what we're going to call too thick a lining, what we're going to call plaque. 200 bucks, I think, is what I paid. So, yeah, I, yeah that's if, if that can give me an indication that I'm at high risk and I need to take action, seems like that's pretty affordable. Yeah. Uh, see, and, you know, the coronary calcium score, depending on where you're living, is pretty inexpensive as well. $50 to maybe $200 done at almost any hospital. The CIMT, we send it off and get it read by uh, a company that does nothing but read these things. They've got very specific protocols for where to read the, the thickness of the lining, what's going to be called plaque. Um, and they give us a report back that says, okay, you're, you know, you're 50 years old, and your arterial age is 70. Well, you're at high risk. Okay. And then I sit down with my patients. We talk about what it all means. And then the next step after that initial conversation is tackling those lifestyle things, I'm assuming, right? right? There was a huge study done. Uh, they took 10,000 healthy people men and women, 35 to 65 years old. Nobody had high blood pressure, diabetes, or cholesterol. They did these CIMTs on everybody. Then they said, go away. We're going to get back to you in 10 years and see what's happened to you. And what they found was there were 8,000 of the 10,000 people who had totally normal arteries. But what they found was if you've got no arterial disease, nothing happens to you. Over the next 10 years, only 10 people, one-tenth of 1%, went on to have an event. If we find your lining is thicker than it should be, but you don't have plaque, now the risk goes up to 8 or 9%, so it doubled or tripled, almost tripled your risk. And if we find plaque in somebody with no high blood pressure, diabetes, or cholesterol, and don't do anything about it, 40% event rate, not 3, 4, 5%, but 40% event rate. So clearly, finding plaque is a huge huge finding because it can it says we got to get busy on this dad died at 45 you're 40 years old you got plaque we got to get we got to get this under control so here's something that's on my mind um we're hearing in the media about all these young people having a heart attack we know that the covid virus uh, affects the endothelial cells that lining of our arteries is it possible that we're seeing these heart attacks as a result of COVID, the infection, not the virus or the uh, vaccination necessarily, but the infection 
affecting the lining of our arteries, creating uh, a situation in which there are plaque eruptions in people that young. Yeah, I think the the word's not out on that yet, the final word, but I think that's something that's probably going to be found out over the next several years. But what I can tell you is that even before COVID, the, the rate of heart attacks in millennials is going way up. If you look at the cardiovascular death rate in this country, which was climbing from 1900 to 1960, and you can see from 1960 to about 199 about 2012 or 13 the rate keeps coming down but then about 2012 it starts going back up again so before covid um the rate's going up again i think it's probably related to insulin resistance in our young people i mean you know there's this epidemic of of obesity and and uh, diabetes in the country and you know people are usually are insulin resistant for 10 to 15 years before they actually become diabetic you don't feel it at all and all that time that that insulin that uh that uh, miracle grow <laughs> is <laughs> is is just beating up your arteries for 10 or 15 years you know i always ask guys like you who've been around this for years and have seen people go through so much trauma in their lives how do you live differently? How do you manage your health knowing what you know about this cardiac risk? So I get, yeah. I get out of training in cardiology and I think, well, I know everything about cardiology, right? I, I check my blood work, okay? And my cholesterol is great. I was like 160. I got this made. Eight or 10 years later, and I probably gained a few pounds, um, I check my lipids again. And holy mackerel, my cholesterol is over 200, my LDL is over 100, my HDL is down to like 60. I said, well, what the heck's going on? So like most cardiologists at that point, I put myself on a stat. And I'd been on a statin for probably 20 or 25 years before I had my first CIMT done. On my CIMT, I had a, I had a very small, totally calcified plaque on the, in the right carotid. And I said, okay, that's not too bad. And then he puts the probe on my left side and I've got about a 25% mostly soft plaque up there. And I go, what the heck? I've been on a statin forever. Well, well, I didn't know, like, right? We don't know, we don't know, is there's another bad cholesterol particle out there that they just started describing about the year 2000, and it's called lipoprotein little a. It doesn't, it's genetically determined. Your parents curse you with this. It's got, uh, it does not respond to lifestyle modifications. You can run five miles a day and be a vegan and your LD, your LP little a is not going to come down if it's elevated and it doesn't respond to statins. So I'd been on statins for 25 years and that's why I had that soft plaque there. And I said, well, we got to do something about this and there's ways to treat it, but you got to know to look for it. How do I know if I have little a? Well, you know, that's a great question because it's not part of the standard lipid profile. It's something that you should probably get checked at least once in your life. If it's normal, you never have to get it checked again. You need to ask for it if your doctor's not doing it. If you decide to have an ultrasound to explore your arteries, be sure the test is able to identify whether the plaque detected is unstable, prone to rupture, putting you at risk for blood clots, heart attack, and stroke. A link to where you can find the CIMT test we discussed today is on the Health Call Facebook page, and I'll put it up on our website, healthcall.live. Well, that's it. Time's up. Got to run. We hope we'll see you again next week. You've been listening to the Health Call Radio Hour. The discussion of conditions and treatments on this program is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment by a healthcare professional who knows you and your health needs. 
Find the podcast of today's episode wherever you get your podcasts or watch extended video versions of today's interviews on the Health Call website at healthcall.live. While you're there, drop us a line to ask a question or suggest a topic for a future broadcast. Join us each week on this station for another edition of the Health Call Radio Hour. Podcasts by Federated Media.